Hey, this is Adam McKay. And this is Will Ferrell. Thanks for downloading this podcast on podcastone.com. You didn't have to do it, and we appreciate it. We appreciate your time and your consideration. You're busy. you got better things to do. And please go see Anchorman 2. That's that's the other thing we wanted to tell you. We wanted to say that so you go see it. You know what? You don't have to, though, honestly. You already downloaded this. That's probably enough. That's probably enough. (laughs) But if you get some more energy, if you feel like doing an additional thing, go see Anchorman 2. No pressure. Totally up to you. Anchorman 2 is in theaters Friday, December 20th. Podcast1.com is available right now. All right, now, if you're hiring, where do you post your job to find the best candidates? With so many job boards out there, who knows which one's going to produce real talent? If you want to fill that position fast with the perfect candidate, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. Wouldn't it be nice if you could do that without wasting a ton of time? With ZipRecruiter.com, that is capital Z, Zip, and capital R, Recruiter, now there is. With ZipRecruiter.com, you'll post to 40-plus job sites all at once with a single click. ZipRecruiter also posts your job on social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Just post once and watch the qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight the best candidates for you. Then you can screen them, rate them, and hire the right people quick. Try ZipRecruiter free to find out why they've been used by over 100,000 businesses. So right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter.com for free, but you must go to ZipRecruiter.com forward slash classic. That is ZipRecruiter with a capital Z and a capital R. ZipRecruiter.com forward slash classic. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter forward slash classic. Oh, yeah, the classics. March 11th, 1996. We talked to Engineer Mike about the sex he had with his trucker girlfriend. I forgot he had a trucker girlfriend. And uh, producer Ann, she reads a angry fax, not an email, an angry fax. I think it was brought by Carrier Pigeon back then. An angry fax directed at moi. That's Mexican for me. Somebody was pissed off. I'm sure producer Ann would just comb through the faxes looking at ones calling me an a-hole. <laughs> Pull them up and go, this is the only fax we got in the last six months. Anyway, it needs to be read. So enjoy that. But before we enjoy that, how about we enjoy some stamps.com? A quick trip to the post office, please. You make me laugh. Huh. That wasn't that good. Ha ha! Har! That sounded like a pirate. <laughs> sounded weird. <laughs> yeah, that kind of laugh. You know, quick trip to the post office. Driving, parking, waiting in line. What a hassle. Do what we do. Use stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage right from your own computer. And you print it out right at home. They'll even send you a digital scale that automatically calculates the exact postage for any letter, package, or class of mail. they got a special offer. Use the promo code CLL. Classic love line. CLL. For a no-risk trial. 110 buck bonus offer. You get the digital scale. You get 55 bucks. Free postage. The scale goes right in the computer, tells exactly how much your parcel weighs, and prints out the exact amount of postage you need from your own printer. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in CLL. That's stamps.com. Promo code CLL. And now, let's enjoy some classic love line. Love line. Love line. 
listen to The Man Eats Right. Let me give the Loveline phone number out. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He is a board-certified physician. Board certified. That meant he took a test. Right. He that passed. Theoretically. Oh, there no, goes that, his high horse. No, no. No, no. I'm talking about him, uh, overzealous engineer, one he's, sacked Mike. He's really psyched about being back, isn't he? He really is excited. Uh, people uh, who weren't, you know weren't listening last night, Mike, the engineer, was gone. He may, He has a... He has a woman who drives a truck up north. She hauls, she actually hauls gravel or cement, but she says uh, she's a petite little flower. I have seen her. A lot of perky blondness on her. And he went up there on a little sex mission, but he's back. None the worse for wear. But anyway, Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. Yes. Am I right? Yeah. And tonight, it's just me and you. Yes. We can be- begin our love affair all over again. Oh, boy. Renew the vows. <laughs> I want you to hold my hand through the tough calls tonight. Drew. I will, I promise. All right. We're going to go. We're going to get into the phones, but I want to talk about something I was thinking about. Not a real profound thought, but something I was thinking about on the way in as I was parked at the signal. I looked at the person. <laughs> you thought about it for a long time. That's nice. Yeah, it was like 18 seconds. There was a girl sitting next to me, and I looked at her, and I said, I wonder if she's happy. Right. And then I thought about myself, and I said, I wonder if I'm happy. Right. And then I thought, I am pretty happy. I wasn't always happy. Right. But, but I'm happy now, and, and I'm getting happier. <laughs> and Because I worked real hard. Right. I mean, I did a lot of unhappy things. Right. A lot of chores in life. Right. And, you know, therapy, relationships, career, it's all, it's all do work. Think, do you think you could have achieved happiness without the therapy then? Mm. Hard to tell. I'd, because, I'd be happy because I'd have more money. Because, <laughs> because it's not. It, it's all those things together, really. I mean, if you just worked hard, you might still be doing the same dysfunctional things you were doing before. Well, and if you just done therapy, you'd be doing nothing but sitting on your butt somewhere. And what does your friends do? Watch TV, Watch, drink beer, and uh, complain about their parents. Right. Yeah, but I do that too. But yeah, I mean, what therapy is is you sit there and you sort of work it out theoretically, right. and then you go out in the real world and you put it into practice, right. whether it's work or relationship I mean, or whatever it is. But by the way, the, the, one of the great misunderstandings that people have out there is that you can you can think those things out yourself, right? But that does not accomplish the same thing as therapy. There's right. something about the human being that they must do it with another person. There is a practical know. therapy. No, no. It's just it's part of the relationship aspect. People must work things out with another human being or they don't work them out. Right. But there's also what I think, which is I had a, my nutty stripper girlfriend. Yeah. She was an artist. Right. And she used to go to therapy. Yeah. And she used to complain, uh, you know, week in and week out about her horrible life. Yeah. And I used to say to her, you know, if you sold one painting, it would be worth a hundred trips to the therapist. And not that going to the therapist isn't important, but there's a certain there's practical right, application. Right, 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 You've right, got right. to get out there yes. and you have to do it. Yes, yes. I agree. My dad, the shrink, hates when I talk that way. Why? Because then, then people don't come in to see him. Oh, come on. All right, but anyway, all I was saying is, is it's not like you're born happy or you're born miserable. If you want to be happy, it takes some work. Right. It takes some discipline. Right. Whether it's relationships, career, health, whatever it is, right. you have to put in You have to work time. at it. That's right. All right. All right. Everyone happy? You're done? That's it. That's my are you happiness. Happy? Are you happy? I'm getting pissed now, Drew. <laughs> I screwed uh, up your whole thing, huh? Heidi. No, I'm, you're I'm perfect. happy. Now I'm happy. All right. Fantastic. Heidi? Hello? You happy? Yeah. Good. You're on, love, you're on Love Line. Hi. 
Hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey, Heidi. Um, I have this problem with my boyfriend. I'm 21, <clears throat> and he's 34. Okay? We're supposed to react to that, I suppose. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> the humanity! Um, Re rephrase that. Yeah, it's really, really bad. What well, is? Well, not really, really bad. It's just we don't have it. Don't have what? We don't have sex. How often don't you have sex? Like twice a month. So you're not having sex twice a month. That, yeah, yeah that's not much for a 21-year-old. Yeah. But for a 34-year-old. <laughs> he's, he's on a fever pace for 34. <laughs> Heidi, yeah. how often did you have sex when you met? Every day. Right. That's the way it goes. False advertising. A lot of guys, a lot of guys do that. But then when we do, it's like the Minuteman wall. Right. Right. He is it is it because is it intentional? You know you know what I mean? Could he hold out if he wanted to? I don't know. But he used to. Not really. It just it was more often and he tried harder. And he keeps telling me it's the stress and da 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 and and as soon as we got moved and stuff then everything would be fine and our sex life would go back to normal. But it hasn't. We moved, we live in a wonderful house, our finances are fine, and I'm still not getting any. How long a process has this been? This has been the last four months. Four months. All right, here's my take. I think when a man stops taking physical interest in a woman, unless there's been an abrupt change in her physicality somehow, like you know, she she gave birth to quintuplets, or she was run over by a, a truck, or something like that. Even then, I'm not saying it's okay to turn off the sex completely, but at least there's something on paper there we could look at. I'm, when a guy turns off to a woman, he's withdrawing like emotionally, or, or he is truly just so stressed out. Yeah, not Drew, you're just saying that because you, you don't give your wife a lot of sex, right? And you're trying to make make it right. I'm in your just own taking head. the position because since you never worked that hard, that you can work so hard that you just can't do anything more. There's no there's no minutes in the days left. But this isn't it. That this isn't the case here, is it, Heidi? I, I mean, he works a lot, but I mean, I, I... Heidi, Heidi, sit down. You're gonna burst. Wow. <laughs> it's just the time that he is home. Okay, he works, he bowls, and now he's... All right. All right, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, bowling or golf, that that's, is not an acceptable activity if uh, if your relationship is suffering. That's the way I see it, too. But he he won't take off a night of bowling, and now he's starting a softball league on one of his... <laughs> on his only night off. How many nights a week does this guy bowl? He bowls three nights a week. Uh, two wow. nights in one day. This guy's ready to turn pro. He, who you're, you married to Earl Anthony? <laughs> no. Does he wear the wrist brace in the bed? No. Does he go for the rosin bag before he feels you? No. Does he do that thing? Does he have one of those little windblower things on the nightstand before <laughs> before he goes for you? He does that? No. Okay. But, you know, I had to ask. He were, he's supposed to be off Friday nights, and our boss has been sick, so he's been working Friday nights, too. Ooh, our boss. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, Black digging. So, he so he's a real snappy dresser, I'm guessing, if he's a heavy bowler. No. Okay. You guys work together? Yeah. Mm, he can't. Does, he, does one of you have an office? No. Yeah. Well, see, we work in a bowling alley and a bar. I work in a bar, and he works in a bowling alley. <laughs> she doesn't even oh notice God. the background sound. Yes, I can hear him. 
Wow. He's a bowling alley mechanic, and I'm a, I'm a waitress in the bar. How are you guys making so much money, by the way? They must have a real strong union, the pin setters. No, I'm a very sexy woman. And, oh, so, so they tip well? Very well. What frame is the beer frame? Uh, it's usually either the fifth or the seventh. What does that mean? The beer frame, Drew. What? Look at you, Drew, and your little sheltered life. What does that mean? Going off to your, your wife and beautiful kids. You don't know what it's like to get out there with a common man and bowl. What's you and your doctors and your little <laughs> symposiums, scratching your you collective chins, with your jackets with the suede patches on the sleeves. You don't know what it's like to get out there and it's soak up a little suds. All right, it's so your pissed off at your dad about seven, something tonight. Split. <laughs> All right, Heidi. Yes. Your, your dad does have the patches on his elbows, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a real intellectual. Yeah. Heidi. This you're, you're going to have to confront him. Will you confront him? Where is he? Is he bowling now? He's at work. Can we call him? No, he's pissed. Is he deaf from the clatter of the pins? I, I think he's getting there. All right, listen, Heidi, Heidi, listen. You need to pull him aside, and you need to say, listen, I know this is an uncomfortable topic for you. He won't even talk to me about it, though. He doesn't even know what it is. You just say it's an uncomfortable topic. He, no, I have tried to talk to him. You I tell have... him either you talk to me about this, or I'm going to go out and find some new blood. I have told him that, too. He says, you better not. I said, well, what if I get a woman? He says, only if I get a watch. Oh, boy. But I was joking. It's totally a joke. <laughs> Oh, man. I everything in the world to try to get his attention. I go, right. to bed, I go to bed a couple minutes beforehand, and I put on sexy 90s and nothing. Listen, right. listen. You know, you need a silk shirt with your name written on over the uh, pocket is what you need to get this guy's attention. Listen, Heidi, you need to tell him that you have to talk about this right. because the relationship is going to be jeopardized. And if he can't find time to discuss this, then he can't find time to put into the relationship. And he can't and have going elsewhere. Yeah, that's it. Okay? Ultimatum. Got, you got it. You must. He does, you deserve it. He owes it to you. Talk. Heidi? Yeah? You tell him you deserve to be treated like a new Brunswick 17-pound high luster. Do you know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> they worked at a bowl. I didn't even know people worked at bowling alleys. I thought they were just, like, uh, automated or something. Uh, Shannon. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, Shannon, what's up? Um, I wanted some advice because my brother, when I was about two summers ago, he raped me, and um, I was Well, wondering. let's stop there. You're, are you 14 now? Is that correct? Yeah. You're and so he raped you when you were 12. Yeah. How old was he? He was 13. Your your real 10. brother or your stepbrother? My stepbrother. Had you ever been abused in any fashion prior to that? No. And had he been abused in some way? I have no clue. Okay. And what's your question? Well, my mom and I are looking into going back out there this summer, and um, most likely I would have to go spend some time with my dad as that's where he who he lives with. Does know? your does your mom and or your dad know about what happened? Well, I told my mom that he was touching me in places I didn't like. Why don't you tell her really what happened? Okay, because you need you need to tell her. Shannon. Huh? Was it was it a violent rape? Yeah. So, I mean, it was a physical violent well, well, any right. rape is an act of violence, but it was an overwhelming right. physical force was used. But I mean, she wasn't. Well, he socked me in my shoulder when I tried to kick. Okay, him all right, that's that's a violent rape. I mean, 
this guy should have had charges brought. That's right. And and he will engage in this again. Absolutely. And then, then I mean, I, I'm trying to get into what she can do. I mean, if you if you tell your parents, I doubt that they're going to have the two of you together in a household. Yeah, I know, but I'm, I don't want to break up the family just because. Right. Just because he raped you? Because he no, is, Because I mean, he I screwed up? He screwed up. Shannon, you didn't do anything to ask to be the victim of a violent crime. Your stepbrother is not a well guy. He really isn't. Yeah, I mean, it, you would, in a, in a ass-backwards way, be doing him a service by reporting him and getting him Help. some much-needed counseling. I mean, the guy was only 13, <clears throat> old enough to know better, but young enough to go on with his life right. and not... Not, not destroy be, it right. and other people's life in the process. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I understand that you want things to remain okay and that you don't want to be the source of something that could shatter people's feelings and the whole system you're, you live in. Mm-hmm. I know you're f- afraid that people are going to accuse you of being responsible for this thing. You're not. You were the victim of a violent crime. There's nothing you could do that could warrant that being done to you, okay? To make it okay or to make it your responsibility. All right. And plus, you need help with dealing with, with what you're having to deal with. I mean, and I suspect the only way you're going to get that is if you tell your parents. Shannon. Right? Shannon. Yeah? Here's what, here's what all victims should do. They should pretend somebody told them their story and act accordingly. Hmm. Meaning, Shannon, let's say, because... Because people internalize it, think, oh, it's my fault, or oh, I'm right. going to break the family up, or oh, you know, I slept with this other guy, and right. mom knows about it, so she's not going to believe me, right. or, or she saw me wearing a tube top the day before, whatever the hell it is. If you would take these stories, Shannon, and pretend that one of your friends came up to you and said, yeah, I went and stayed with my stepbrother, and he jumped, and I punched him, and kicked him, and he slugged me, and he violently raped me, you would be outraged. You'd say, you. You must go to the authorities. You must tell the parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's no different. Well, to me, it's different. Well, I know it is. <laughs> but, I mean, step step away a little bit if you can and just hear what happened and, and be brave and act accordingly. I mean, because otherwise this guy's just going to, I mean, God knows what this guy's, you know, if he's doing this at 13. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll be a disaster as an adult, and he'll do something to her again, and uh, God knows what will happen. Right, because they will go until somebody stops him. Louis. It's Louise. Louise, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey. Um, I have a little problem. I've been best friends with this guy for like five years, and he just started dating this girl, and they've only been together for like three months. And she gets really mad and pissed off at him if she, he like she finds out that he's even talked to me or called me or anything. Huh. And it's just I don't know, it's getting on my nerves. I don't want him to get in trouble for talking to me or anything, but we still want to be friends and all. Did you guys ever have anything physical? No, we've been best friends. We haven't never kissed, never done anything. I've never thought of him in that way. Did this guy paint you in any other way to her than a platonic way? No. I mean, she knows I have a boyfriend. Well, actually, I'm engaged, and she knows that I've been going with this guy for, like, four years and everything, and she still has a problem with him talking to me. She made up this little rule that he can't talk to me or call me or anything. Hmm. And she expects him to hang up on me if I call him or something. And she's jealous of your relationship. 
don't know what. I, I mean, I just don't know. I don't know what he says about you when you're not there. I don't know if he hangs up the phone and says, uh, "Oh, Louise, she is the bee's knees, man. She is a cat's pajamas." I wish every woman had a had a sense of humor and a and a and a twinkle in her eye like Louise does. I mean, he may be doing that, and you may not be aware of that, and that could be steaming her bean, but. Have I used enough outdated? <laughs> maybe there's enough uh, outdated analogies, Drew. I use like steamed bean and. I've never heard that one. Bees tw- knees. Twenty-two skidoo. I'll tell you, Drew. Uh, Louise. Yeah. Pull this guy aside and and uh, tell him to go for a nut check. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want you to pull this guy aside. I want you to put your hands on the front of his pants and go. Uh, j- just checking. I. <laughs> I thought maybe uh, they were up in the uh, trunk, up in uh, Grandma's attic or something like that. I see you still have them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tell this guy to get with it. And ultimately, people respect that anyway. I mean, in a relationship. Yeah, I mean, he, he right. He needs to assert himself within that relationship. And it, her, her demands seem unreasonable. Yes, they does. But you never know the other side. Yes, right? Grandpa Adam. Jim? Yeah. <laughs> How do Hey, um, I got this problem, man, and it's just really bugging me. Um, I got this girlfriend that we've been going out for about a year and a half now, and, um, well, she's really jealous, and, um, and it's like... You I, have a uh, girlfriend named Louise? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, her name's Jennifer. Uh, no, no, I mean a platonic girlfriend. Not that, Adam, I'm surprised you didn't say something about the fact of that men I had thought you had said are incapable of having a platonic relationship with women. Uh, did I say that? You've said that many times. It's kind of a hard-line testosterone party kind of angle, that. No, I don't believe that. I've, so, I've had male friends. I believe when a male and female get together as friends, it is spawned in some sort of attraction. Meaning, either the woman likes the guy a little, or the guy likes the woman a little. Or subconsciously they like each other something. And then things kind of pan out, it turns out she's married, or he's got herpes, or she's lesbian, or whatever the hell it is. And they don't end up, it turns into a friendship. Right, right, right. I see. But anyways. (laughs) Sorry, Jim. That's all right. Um, No, but the thing is, um, it's like, uh, I haven't haven't done anything uh, to make her, you know, jealous, or I have never have cheated on her, or anything like that. And... um, and the thing is that uh, she's always, you know, like whenever I get off of work or even when I'm going to work, she always says, well, are there any girls at work that you like? Or and she asks me, you know, she says, when I get home and she calls me. And like like tonight, like I had the phone in my room, right? And usually I don't have the phone in my room. And, you know, and she asks me, she goes, why is it in there? She goes, did you did you call waiting for a phone call from me? All right, Jim, Jim, how old is she? She's 20. How long, right. been, how long have you been with her? Uh, for a year and a half. Oh. All right. She's insecure, right? Oh, very. And she tells me she is, and she says that I have to do something to make her secure. No, she has to do something to make her secure. That's what I tell her. You you cannot endow that on somebody. It's not like a sweater they borrow or something like that. I mean, it, it's something that they have to they have to work on. Mm-hmm. And it's a little flattering at first when someone is saying, "I bet all the girls like you at work" or all that kind of crap. Although I never get any of that from any girlfriends. <laughs> I guess they know. But the situation is is. After a while, it, 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 that needy stuff, just it, it just drives you nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, Jim, tell her it's it's making, you know, what you do is you get 
you eventually get what you don't want. I mean, it becomes gonna, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right, push him away. Yeah. You know, you go, ah, no, I don't like anyone at work. And then a week later you go, you know, I wonder if anyone is at work. And then a week later you're banging someone on the boss's desk. Maybe even the boss. No, that, that never would happen. Jim, tell her it's driving you away. It, it, it is. It is. Uh, well, you're not lying. Tell her. The thing was, see, we were living together. And um, I moved back home because I, I couldn't take it anymore. I mean, right. All right. Uh, believe me, I've been down this needy road before. Uh-huh. It's horrible. It's it's uh it's 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 got plenty of uh, potholes in it. Jim. Yeah. She could be a ways off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell you to break up with her, but she could be a couple of years away from ever really getting into a manageable place with this uh, this neediness. With this jealousy, I mean, with this insecurity. It's like I told her, you know, I said, well, I mean, I'm, I asked her to marry me, and that's the thing. And no, Jim. Yeah, Jim. Yeah. I want you to divorce yourself from the notion of marriage. <laughs> okay. For All right? While. For a while. With this one. Right. Believe me, if you're seeing it at a year and a half, it's going to come in like an avalanche at five years. And don't think marriage is going to solve the way she's feeling. No. Absolutely not. Marriage just makes women fatter. <laughs> and we'll be back. Loveline will be right back to say something interesting or humorous or something. Remember when you had to listen to radio programs on their schedule? But with this podcast, life is better because you get to listen on your schedule. But what about backing up your computer files at home or at work? What's your schedule look like there? You don't need to schedule that either, as long as you have Carbonite. Carbonite backs up your files to the cloud for you automatically whenever you're connected to the Internet. You can try it for yourself free right now at Carbonite.com. There's no credit card required. Plus, if you use offer code LOVELINE, you get two bonus months with your purchase. That's Carbonite.com, offer code LOVELINE. Hi, this is Tony Bennett, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you are. <clears throat> Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla, he's Dr. Drew, and it's back to the phones we go. Ryan. Yeah, hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey, Ryan. I, I got a problem. Um, I'm 19 years old, and I can't approach a girl without getting really, really nervous, and they get knots in my stomach, and I was wondering what I could do about that. Age about seven years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? It's not that you get cooler. It's just you don't care. I don't care? No. When you, when you, when you get in your like, mid and later 20s, you don't care, and then when you get like me, you get in your early 30s, you start actually building up resentment. Oh, okay. So, you okay. actually storm over to women. So the oh, knot is really? for a different reason. Yeah, you, yeah you're pissed off. You're like, you go over there like uh, Patton, you know? Oh, okay. You want to go out or what? <laughs> fine. I said yes. Fine, fine. <laughs> is it prevent you from actually meeting uh, people? Sometimes, yeah, it does. But all the girlfriends I have had, they they have to, you know, approach me because right. girls I find, you know, attractive, I can't really talk to. Right. Do you, do you think that's unusual? Uh, kind of, yeah. That's unusual for your friends. Yeah. Your friends have no problem going to talk to people. 
know. Right, I would say you probably m- more people you represented more people than your friends are. Yeah, it's healthy to be scared a little bit. Mm, yeah. it, it's it's a little bit. I mean, it's obviously maybe Ryan. Well, that's more what than, I said, Drew. But he's, it's more than he'd like to be. I, I want to say Ryan, you're healthy because of this, but but it's it's a it's a an average experience. Yeah, so almost everybody goes through it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Devin, I was scared crapless like all through high school, really all into my early twenties and all that, but. You know, you know what I was thinking about too. I was just thinking about this today, along with my happiness thought. And this took like two signals for me to come up with this concept. I was thinking about, and Drew, you can you can hearken back with me. We'll turn yeah. back the uh, hands of time. I was thinking about when I was like in in, in <laughs> when I was in junior. I was trying to get, let's turn back the hands of time. Ah, it seemed like only yesterday, didn't what, it, Drew? What was he thinking about, though, before we like, clued him in? Uh, oh, Mike? Yeah. Just think about gravel and <laughs> sex. All right, let me just continue my thought here. Yes, second gravel. I used to, when I was, like, in high school, I would look at a woman, like some senior woman who was, like, 17, and I was 15, and she was blonde, and she was all that, and she was a cheerleader or whatever, and I'd say... Oh, man, I bet her poop is like little pink squares that smell like potpourri. And I bet she never gets a zit. She never has a bad day. And she never gets a rash. And You know what I mean? I mean, you would put them up on this pedestal, especially beautiful women. The younger you were, the higher up on the pedestal they got. And then as you got older and you got in your early 20s, it's still you'd look at a great-looking woman who dressed nice and had it all together across the bar, and you go, oh, man, I bet she never has a bad hair day or whatever. But as you get older, you do sort of realize that people are people, right, right. that they have the same problems, that right. they don't look in the mirror every morning when they get up and go, I am God's gift to humanity. And that they're all, once you get to know them, pretty approachable, pretty human. And that that is really ultimately more the issue, isn't it, is who the human is. Right. Not what they look like or what they do. I'm not going to say that people don't take those things into account. They do, let's face it. But, But that ultimately it's about what do people find in one another that attracts them as people. Right, but I'm saying from a from a male perspective, and maybe <laughs> from a female perspective, as the years wear yes. on, it, now your point you is well look taken. at them as less of a deity, more right. of a human, right. and it's easier for you to approach them. Right, Ryan. Yeah. What we need to do is we need to speed up your clock. All right. Just trust me on this one. Okay. Go up and go for it. All you'll, right. You'll be married with a pregnant wife and in uh, an ulcer and losing your hair and a prostate problem in no time at all, you're going to look back at all this stuff and laugh. Okay. This is the time you're going to look back on and laugh. So yeah. why don't you just laugh it up now? I'm letting you in on a secret in advance, all right? All right. All right. It'll never work. Back to the phones. Josh. Yeah, hi, guys. Hey, you're on Loveline. I got my woman situation all figured out, but I got a little problem with my roommate. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, right now, my roommate is severely addicted to speed. Uh-huh. And I mean severely. The last couple weekends, he's passed out because of overdoses of it. Hmm. And what I want to know, I mean, I'm really good friends with them, but what I want to know is how should I go about getting them help? Very difficult to do that. Um, speed, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah partic- with, with speed particularly, uh, for a multiplicity of reasons. Uh, the that bi- means more than one. Josh. The biological effects of the drug tend to feed their denial. It makes them very paranoid, very irritable, uh, very defensive. 
and they really don't make a connection between the changes that are going on in their thought processes and the couple daily doses of amphetamine that they're taking. Right. He, he is undoubtedly an alcoholic. No, he doesn't touch alcohol. I'm telling, but but he, but he has he, the gene. He has the gene. His dad or grandmother or somebody was an alcoholic, and he inherited that, and that's what makes a speed addict for the most part. What about an intervention? That's about the only. You've got to be able to create a consequence or or do an intervention. In other words, you have to break through all that denial in some fashion. Interventions where you take somebody. Well, he's passed out a couple times because of overdoses on the weekends, right. and he still goes right back on. Right. Obviously, his denial is such that he doesn't even acknowledge that he could kill himself. Now, if you want to know if people die using a lot of speed, River Phoenix was a classic example of that. Josh, yeah. if he dies in the apartment, you yeah. could lose your security deposit. Well, you know what? I'm in college right now, so I'm in a dorm, so I'm looking at a whole whole semester of A's, actually. Is he, is he going to school? Yeah. Okay, are his folks around? Do they care? No, his parents don't care, and that's where he's get, can you, can you get he gets it from because his dad's a millionaire, multimillionaire, actually. Can you get the... And he gives him all the money he wants. Yeah, well, look, speed is pretty inexpensive right now anyway. Oh, uh, no, can, it's not. It's not? Not where I'm around. Where are you? Long, I'm in Long Beach. Amphetamine, I understand, is is widely distributed at a low. I mean, the kids fourteen are picking it up for nothing right now. Oh uh, well, he 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 does he does it in big amounts. Man, you got to realize where Josh is coming from. Josh is living off a of top ramen <laughs> and craft <laughs> exactly. macaroni and cheese, and anything more than a buck fifty is considered exactly. Uh, exactly extravagant. All right, uh, a beer is expensive. Y- your friend is likely to die and or have some very serious consequences if we don't if something isn't done. Right. You can notify people important to him. Do you understand what no, an intervent? His parents are never around. His Josh, Josh, just 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 stay with me. Josh, I... don't squelch every suggestion the good doctor gives. But you. just stay with me for a conceptual framework for the moment. Do uh, you understand what an intervention is? Do, uh, do you understand what an intervention is? Yeah. What is it? It's uh, where somebody uh, makes him realize that he's got a problem. No. He's got to do it on his own. No. An intervention is where you bring all the people that are important in that person's life together. You bring administrators from the college. You bring bosses where they work. You bring their girlfriend, their parents. You have a meeting with all these people. You get together with somebody who, as a profession, does these interventions, who will organize you all, actually script out exactly what you're going to do. You'll write letters which in detail go through the consequences of what you have seen occurring to this individual as a result of their drug use. And together, you will ambush this person. And the result of the ambush will be you give them a packed bag after you present all the material to them and say, either you get treatment now, there's a car waiting outside, you go into the treatment center, or we will no longer be a part of your life. And 95% of the time, people will go get treatment and complete treatment. Uh, Short of that, all you can do is continue to pound on his denial and point out to him what the consequences are and don't lie about it and don't hide it and don't enable him and alert everybody in his life to what's going on so maybe somebody can get through, okay? Uh, And Uh, also, can I have one more question? This one's for Adam. Yeah. All right, Adam, uh, I've had this situation with my girlfriend. I was asking her the same thing. Intervention, Josh. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Different thing, different thing, different subject. How come when I when I go in the bathroom when I take a big dump it feels so, like heaven but when she does it I mean I've done this with my guy friends too all my guy friends think that the, when you take big dumps it's the best feeling in the world 
I want you to know that Adam had this very pensive look on his face as you were presenting yeah, that question. He yeah. really is taking this one seriously. Yeah, so. go ahead. No, this was Drew, you're screwing my concentration. Well, maybe the doctor, maybe you can explain that. Yeah, why is it that it's more pleasurable for a guy than it is for a gal? Yeah. I, I think a couple of things. A, uh, the rectum is a relatively uh, unexplored uh, continent for the man, you know? And and there is certain there is certain things down there certain is there certain pleasure principle involved with that not that I like to admit prostate. that but prostate. the prostate <laughs> and it, it, here you go man I mean it's like a flume you're it's like the log jammer going through there and there's a certain amount of uh, taboo pleasure involved in that number two society keeps women down with that I think they would enjoy it if we let them up uh, from the oppressive thumb of this uh, of this uh, society we're in and let them enjoy their bowels a little let them let them revel in the smell of a good fart let them flap the comforter once in a while we beat all the sense of humor about the body's function out of the women you know they talk about the peer the period we go oh christ we don't want to hear that <laughs> they're not supposed to fart or they're all pent up no wonder the women are so angry at men we don't let them have a good time I say send your woman in the bathroom, tell her to go to town and enjoy herself. We've lost all our female listeners, by the way, by now. Thank you very much. What? This is liberating. Uh-huh. All right, Josh. All right. Thanks for, thanks for bringing up that very important topic. Call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline. I'll be right back. Sunday. Don't miss the world premiere of Almost Human. In the year 2046, Detective John Kennex was ambushed and left for dead. Now, as he returns to the force, it will take a machine. I'm Dory. Are you a robot? Yes, I am. I'm not driving with one of those things. To bring him back to life. I can't say that I was born, but I was made to feel. Fantastic. I get the synthetic with the bleeding heart. Almost Human, premiering Sunday on Fox. Here we go again, and here's the phone number again, 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew, and we have Melanie. Melanie. Hi, Adam Carolla. Hey, hey, Dr. Drew. Hey, Melanie. Hey, you're on Loveline. Um, it's my birthday today. Ooh. My boyfriend and I always said that we were going to get married when I turned 18. Mm. And I, You're turning 18 today? Yes. That sounds like an ill-fated plan, but go ahead. Uh, how, how long have you known this guy? Um, we've been together for a year, and I've known him for about two. And he's 47? No, he isn't. How? He's going to turn 19 oh, on okay. eight, in April. All Did right. talk her out of it? No, let's just hear what she has to say. <laughs> I love him with all my heart, and I just want to marry him. Uh-huh. Why Why the rush? I mean, why Why do you want to get married? Oh, we'll, we'll probably stay engaged for a while, but I just, I want to... You want to make it official? Yeah, I want to make the commitment. Is this a tax thing, or, or is it a love thing? <laughs> it's a love thing. And what are your plans, Melanie? My plans are to go to college with him. We're going to work and uh, move out together. Why are you asking him and he not you? Well... Because 
he already, he asked me before, and I told him that I wasn't ready and I wanted to wait until I was 18 to even, you know, I don't know, to tell people that we were engaged and everything. Drew, what were you doing when you were 18, by the way? I was completing my collection of domestic beer cans (laughs) and making little inventions where I took, like, a coat hanger, bent it, took, like, a rubber band and a paper clip, and it sounded like a fart when I leaned over. What? You never seen those little things? No. Like little fart sound makers. (laughs) Not not quite. No, I wasn't nearly into such esoteric activities. I was being but ca- you weren't thinking of marriage, a- were you? No, I was being carted across the country to school. In a U-Haul or what's else? Practically. <laughs> Practically. <clears throat> well, all right, Melanie, you're hell bent on marriage, right? Yes. All right, well, let's get it over with. Okay. Is is there is there a guy? You, you, wait, you're going to ask me, or is there a boy? There's a boy. Okay. <laughs> what what's his name? Um, Aaron. All right. All right. So we're going to put you on hold. Okay. And we're gonna get Aaron. Okay. We're gonna give you a we're gonna give you a couple minutes to think about it, Melanie. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. When we come back to Melanie, yeah, she's gonna propose to Aaron. And until then, whoops. Oh, what the hell happened there? That person fell off the line. All righty. Until then, Mike. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um. Yeah. Here's here's my little problem. I've been going out with my girlfriend for about six months now, and we've been seeing each other pretty much 24-7, like probably more married couples during that time. And um, now she's giving me... (laughs) All right. Mike. Yeah. Mike, the line is too bad. You want me to switch phones? Please. Yeah. Could you do that? I got a... There we go. A portable phone. Who is this? Ross Perot? For Christ's sake, Mike, we're running a national radio show here, and you're on the you're on the football phone. Yeah, I like to. I'm in comfort right you're now. Too lazy to get off the frickin' sofa. <laughs> My goodness, oh, the okay, audacity. Okay. Well, anyway, are you following me right now? Yeah, we got you. Twenty four seven with a girl. Twenty four seven, more than married. Probably more than a married couple. Well, anyway, um, when we're hanging out, I'm usually with my friends, and she's there with us. But she's never with her friends, and now she's giving me this stuff about how she wants to be with her friends more. Imagine that. She wants yeah, to have well, a life. I can understand that, but here's something else that's coming into play. Like, um, I guess you can say I'm really attached to her, and um, I'm I'm having a hard time with this. I don't know if it's um, okay. This I don't know if this has anything to do with it. I lost my dad six months ago, and I'm honestly feeling right now, if some way she escapes from me, I'll like walk off a cliff or something. Right. Okay. All right, so so obvious that makes sense then that it would be very threatening to you yeah. if she wants to break out of any pattern that you guys are in. By the same token, can you see how you may be putting a great deal of emotional pressure on her right now, and this may be why she needs the uh, distance right now? I haven't told her that's why. No, no, but I mean I'm sure that she has felt what you've been going through, that she's been a, a support system for you. Yeah, uh, you know, and, like and that, the lifeline. I, yeah, that's heavy for her. I mean, she go, you know, somebody eighteen, nineteen can only take so much of that, and they have to kind of breathe a little bit and have a, have a a way of nurturing their own emotional world so they don't get overcome by this. You understand? Yeah, I mean, it's it just. I do yeah. not think I, that you have to worry that because she needs some some room to breathe. In the, in the setting that you guys are in right now, that, that request suggests there's anything wrong with the relationship or that she's going to necessarily move away from you. 
I think you, not at all. Yeah, I think in fact it sounds healthy. Like she's just taking care of herself so she can be sure that she's there for you. I, I mean, I don't know for a fact, and and I don't think you'll know either until you have open discussions with her about what's up. Yeah, I have. I have asked her, and, and she she always tells me, you know, it's I'm still in love with you. And she may not really know why her instincts are telling her to get you know some time with her friends too. But why don't you talk? But, about... But it is a natural impulse. Oh, absolutely. I mean, women, especially at that age, love to hang out with their girlfriends, and guys like to hang out with their guy friends. I mean, that is that is real common fare. And and you know, I really do think the best relationships are ones where people have their lives outside of the life of the relationship it takes so much stress off the relationship the relationship when it when it's being focused on when it's under the microscope yeah. so many hours a week it just will not hold up to that kind of scrutiny right especially I mean, at that age right i mean this is a blessing i know it doesn't feel good but you can't take the sense of loss that you felt with your dad and the in 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 the pain of that situation and transfer it onto her. And that is another thing, too. I mean, you really do need to deal with the grieving about your dad and uh, not displace it onto her. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I mean don't, I, don't, I, she's not going to prevent you from feeling the grief. You got to kind of go through that. It's just been, I've been around my friends and her, so I haven't really missed my friends. And yeah. I guess I can understand where she's coming from. It's just just like, tell, just make sure that you first of all, a believe her, and b be open and have honest discussions with her about how you're feeling and what you want from the relationship, and make sure she has an opportunity to respond to you. And, and by the way, when you don't see somebody for a night or two, it makes you enjoy seeing them that much more. Right. I mean, that's why everyone loves Hawaii. <laughs> if you lived in Maui, you wouldn't lo- like Hawaii after a couple of years. You'd right. probably get tired of it. Right. But you only get to go two weeks out of the year. You look forward to it. Right. <clears throat> totally believe that with relationships. I know it's the most pathetic thought in the world, but I really think relationships are, are just good for a certain number of days, and you use them all up at once when you just when you just you know move in with someone, or you just have them douse you that way. I mean, you can live with someone, but they got to go do their thing, and you got to do your thing, it's and pizza. you both have to be tired when you get home. It's pizza. What you mean, good? No, it's too much pizza and right. You had too much Who the access. hell was I telling that to? Last night you said pizza no, you, again. We well, are clairvoyant. No, because I was saying everyone loves pizza, but if you eat pizza seven I, nights in I a row, I spend two hours locked in a room with you every night. It's not clairvoyant. Was I about it's pizza? You, yeah, you said last night that that if people had free access to pizza, they'd eat pizza till they got sick. Right, and then they wouldn't like it and anymore. Like Once a week, anymore. you love pizza. I thought you were going the blowjob analogy no, with the pizza. No, no, Okay, so I could work that No. In. Okay. Mike, engineer Mike, one nut wonder engineer Mike. <laughs> There's people in the room, so I like to humiliate him. Uh, yes, Adam. Do, <laughs> do we have Melanie and Aaron? We have commercials first. Though, on the phone? No, let's do them first. No. Drew, whenever you pipe in with that, you're always wrong. Right. You understand that? That's good. I, I know people get mad at me for yelling at you, but you point, you signal, you gesture, and it always screws me up. I'll say when All we right. go to commercials. All right. <laughs> All right, make it fast. we got to go to commercial. Melanie? Yeah? You there? Yes. That was a stupid question. Aaron? Yeah. You sober? Yeah. A little tired. Aaron? Yeah. Aaron, you wanted to marry Melanie, didn't you? Yeah, after a while back, but... Uh, she was wanting to wait until, until I guess things were a little more settled down. Uh huh. Like she was legal. Yeah. A- Aaron. Yeah. Do you know why Melanie called? Uh, I kind of have an idea. 
You do? Yeah. Don't you think it's kind of the guy's job to take care of that? Yeah, I do. I, I was going to ask her next time I see her. She lives lives in a, another town. So well, how about the next time you talk to her? That sounds good. Well, she's here. <laughs> well, that's... I was told. You want to say something to her? Uh, yeah, I would. Is is she on right now? Or she's here. Hey. Hey. Hey, you. Well, um, for one, happy birthday again. Thank you. <clears throat> and um, well, I've I've asked you to marry me in the in the past, but you weren't ready. So I figure now that you're 18, it might uh. It might, it might uh, change your mind about it. Uh, uh, geez, this is crazy. Um, will you marry me? Yeah. yeah. Yes? Yes. <laughs> love, love, love. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love this song. Oh, you guys have made me so happy. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear it. Oh, I wish you kids the best. You know what? I'm sure I'm happy. I'm sending... Where are you guys registered? <laughs> I'm sending over a setting. Service for eight. Where's Melanie? Melanie. Yeah. Now, this way, when people ask, you don't have to go through the embarrassing and humiliating story of saying that you asked Aaron. <laughs> you see what Love Line does for you? Thanks. <laughs> it saves you some face. Well, we wish you kids the the best, don't we, Drew? Yep. I'm glad we didn't talk her out of it. All right. I am too. Aaron? Yeah. Feel free to consummate the marriage now. All righty. All right. Good luck. All right. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. I give him six months. Tops. Tops. And we'll be back. Love Line. Call 1-800-LOVE-191. Love Line. We'll be right back! All right, now, if you're hiring, where do you post your job to find the best candidates? With so many job boards out there, who knows which one's going to produce real talent? If you want to fill that position fast with the perfect candidate, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. Wouldn't it be nice if you could do that without wasting a ton of time? With ZipRecruiter.com, that is capital Z, Zip, and capital R, Recruiter, now there is. With ZipRecruiter.com, you'll post to 40-plus job sites all at once with a single click. ZipRecruiter also posts your job on social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Just post once and watch the qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight the best candidates for you. Then you can screen them, rate them, and hire the right people quick. Try ZipRecruiter free to find out why they've been used by over 100,000 businesses. So right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter.com for free, but you must go to ZipRecruiter.com forward slash classic. That is ZipRecruiter with a capital Z and a capital R. ZipRecruiter.com forward slash classic. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter forward slash classic. What the hell is that? <laughs> Mike, what does that mean? Mike gave me the... What, what does that mean? No, no, but I mean, what, what is that referring to as far as this music? Uh, it's goes? reggae music. I see. Mike went for the universal joint maneuver. I think... Uh, Mike, is this your band? Is that what's going on? 
<laughs> All right. Well, we're mellowing out. It's getting late here. Universal at, uh, Joint Sign. But you saw that, didn't you, Drew? I saw it. And you knew what that meant? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, good, because, oh, we were just going to have to pull over for a minute and bring you back onto the planet. Erica. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Yeah. Yeah? Hi. Yeah? Um, well, I have this problem. I don't know if it's me or my boyfriend, but every time I give him oral sex and I and I swallow, I throw up. <laughs> this has never happened with any of my other boyfriends or anything, and I was wondering if it was him or me or... Uh, well, I don't know. Drew, you ever have a problem with that? What? <laughs> Why do you keep doing that if it's so uh, disturbing well, to you? Well, I like doing it. It's just, uh, it's just bothering me because it's never happened with any other guy. Yeah. You know, uh, listen, Erica. First things first. Yeah. Don't work that uh, any other guy route with the boyfriend. No, I guy, haven't. Guys hate I that stuff. By the that way. Up with him. Good. I wouldn't do that. But. Yeah, because you're getting that. Oh man, I've been through a well, soccer team and I've never had a problem before. I know it's embarrassing for him and it's embarrassing for me. I mean. All right. How 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 much is is um, is coming out there? Well. Not significant amounts. I mean, it's not more than any other person I've noticed. Is it? Don't work that route either with the <laughs> with the boyfriend, by the way. So you're saying less than a quart. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, don't don't swallow it. But even just do, uh, little bits of it make me sick. You can't put it in your mouth and then spit it out. Just the taste in my mouth. All right. Don't do it. Where is she wearing a condom anyway? <laughs> All right. Well, let's work past that, Erica. Yeah. Don't do it. Just do it up until that point, and then, you know, back off and let him finish himself off. Well, it frustrates. It's really frustrating. But it's only him. Yeah. Does he have some kind of bizarre diet? Um, I don't know. Not that I've noticed. Well, what is it? I was just wondering if it's something wrong with... It's not you. It is not no. you. It is not you. Erica. I mean, it's only you insofar as you continue to put yourself through this. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, have some enough self-respect to do what's. I don't know. Let, wait, wait a minute. Wait. We we got a we got a break for ten seconds. When we come back, we're going to get producer Ann on the air. She's gonna she's gonna fix this whole problem. We'll be back in ten. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Yeah. <laughs> All right, producer Andy well, in place. Well, I was place. just trying to say it into your ear because I didn't want to go on the air. But you can use things like whipped cream or honey or... We'll put Erica back on the line here. All right. No, no. Oops. Don't push the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Drew. Now, just because I yelled at you doesn't mean you can yell at me. I guess it does. Erica? Yeah. We have producer Ann. Hi. Have you tried things to make it taste better? Um, We've tried, like, the whipped cream, but it doesn't... It's still the taste in my mouth. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I don't, how does this work? What do you mean to make it taste better? I mean, you, you, well, if you put whipped cream on, it's it gonna tastes better. But it's right. Still, it's still also still sex shops better. have different lotions and oils that make it taste better. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And and it's not the guy's honker we're talking about. But it, it'll make it taste better. It will. It's not the battery. It's the acid inside. I understand that. It makes it taste better. But, and you can also cold. just not swallow and up to the point, just pull back. Yeah. Yeah. And then you won't swallow it, and then you won't have that. I, I, I think that's the... I, I would work that angle. Okay. 
Yeah, and I, all right, Erica. Uh, Erica, I, I, I'm sad for Erica. Why? Well, I'm only sad for Erica because Erica's sad. Yeah. But that she's I can't. Erica, please. I feel like I'm not doing my job. Erica, Erica, Erica. Have have enough self-respect to concern yourself with what's comforting to yourself. Erica, right? would you take some sort of blowjob oath or something? <sighs> You're doing your job. Believe me. It's okay. it's 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 the thought that counts. Yeah. Please, Erica, hold your hold your head up and not his. Oh. Uh. Okay. Thank you. I'll be here all week. All right. Thank you. Mahalo. Bye. I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. I I don't understand the whole whipped cream. I mean, if you take if someone like blew like a some snot on the counter, and then you put whipped cream on it, big deal. I I don't understand that. It just helps overall, all right? <laughs> Have you ever sucked a penis before? Well, of course. Thousand. <laughs> oh, Doesn't it Christ. taste better when you Mike, put a little whipped dump. cream on it? Mike, dump out. Come on, man. <laughs> Mike, give me a serious look. Cream, huh, I'd, I'd imagine, yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. Got yeah. it? I like my male partner to put the honey on his penis and then dip it into Jimmy's. Yeah. <laughs> I call that the black power. Yeah, exactly. The little rainbow sprinkles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like something that's as pleasing to the eyes as it is to the palate. Right, Drew? Drew, what about your male partners? <laughs> Drew is, he's repulsed. He's this close to walking out of here. <sighs> Matthew? Hi, how's it going? Good. Dr. Drew and Mr. Corolla. Hi. Yeah. Uh, I have a question about <clears throat> drama. Trauma. Trauma. I've had. A, I've just been through some. <laughs> Drew's been scarred. I I recently had a Volvo accident about um six months ago. Vol- and um Volvo crash, like a car crash. Uh, your car. My yes. Yeah. Okay. Because chicks got a got a that's Volvo a, too. A vo- <laughs> and when it gets when it gets inflamed, they have to rub some sob on it. <laughs> I've also been in many motorcycle accidents, also, and I'm still a little bit uh, scared to get in the car. And I was wondering if that could affect me in the future. Um, I've, try- I've thought about cancel- uh, counseling. But How long ago was your last accident? It was six months ago. And has it been only since that accident that you've had difficulty getting back in the car? Um, yes. It, I've had some flashbacks. Like and, 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 and that feeling you've been having has now attached itself to the previous motorcycle accidents also. <laughs> exactly. And so you're afraid to get on motorcycles as well. You, you really should be a little bit scared about getting on motorcycles. Yeah, well, that's the healthiest. That's the nicest thing, yeah. the side effect of what's happened to you. Yeah, I had, um, I had a couple cars on my motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, it depends how you want to uh, think of what you have. I mean, right. I think most people would put it in a category of a post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, and th- those are treatable. Uh, those are quite treatable. I mean, it, it, it may actually start developing a true phobia. I, I doubt that it will. I think most people would conceptualize it as, as a post-traumatic stress disturbance. And those things will tend to settle down with time, with treatable with medication. They're sort of behavioral techniques that people use to help you get over this stuff. So, yeah, I would I would get some help. It's going to be very difficult for you to drive yeah. if you're really getting a full-blown uh, a panic yeah. when you try to get in the car. Matthew? Yeah. Here's some promising news. Uh, more young people are being killed by handguns now than they are. It has it, it surpassed automotive accidents. Hasn't HIV passed uh, all those? Uh, probably probably yeah. have. Yeah. I think we have to start making cars more dangerous again and get them back up at the top of the list where they belong. Matthew? Yes. You're in, get another Volvo. Get another Volvo, exactly. 
Yeah. Did you have airbags and stuff? No, I didn't. I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. Oh. oh. And it flipped over four and a half times. Oh. All right. Are you okay? And I lost my fingernails. All they, of they them? They fell off? They, about- uh, it was trapped under the car as it was flipping. Wow. So I lost my fingernails. But, you know, <laughs> Volvo saved my life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, if you'd wearing your seatbelt, you probably would have just uh, had your cuticles pushed back or something. Well, some girls trying to hand me a note on the freeway. Oh, I knew it. I, every accident could be traced back to a woman. <laughs> Even if a man's alone in a car, just thinking about a woman, I'll run him off the road. Yeah. Ma- Matthew? Yes? Get a new Volvo. Wear your seatbelt. Wear a helmet in a car. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Why not? So people think you're nuts. <laughs> and uh, get a little counseling. You want to hear something real funny? Mm. My uh, my barber's a Cuban guy. Mm-hmm. Daughter loves the show. I always think he's going to like ram his, his scissors in the back of my neck or something because he because he hears me once in a while. Real nice guy. Guy's name's Oscar. His thick accent. So I say, what kind of car do you drive? He says, uh, Bobo. Right, so he drives a Bobo, <laughs> which is a Volvo, but he can't say the V right? because he's a Cuban guy. And I say, uh, he goes, uh, I'm thinking of selling it. What kind? What kind of car do you want? I want the, a uh, Sav. Sav? Yes, yeah, a Sav. Right. He can takes the V from right, the right. from from the Volvo. Right. Takes the B from the Sav, puts it on the Volvo. <laughs> he can say a V sometimes, and a B sometimes, but not when it's the right time. Didn't you say you took Spanish in high school? Yes, I had been like eh? Miss Valdivia. Right. I got a D. <laughs> How did you pronounce the Bs? The bees? They don't have bees in Spanish. How about the V's? The V's? They don't have V's in Spanish. <laughs> Do they? Mi amo es Paco. That's all I learned. But the point is, is the guy can say V and he can say B. He just can't say it with the right car. Bobo. Sav. It was funny. Come on, Drew. You, you see the irony in that. Oh, for Christ's sake. Talk about anything in front of you anymore. Don. I am 31 years old, and I've been married to my husband for 12 years and been with him um, since I was actually 14 years old. Wow. um, But I've been with other men before we were married. And anyway, um, I enjoy sex very, very much. You certainly do. I enjoy giving my husband oral sex, and that's our foreplay. And I would like to have it every night, but unfortunately, I think he's just too tired or something, and he doesn't want it every night. Too tired for a blowjob? Well, yeah, too tired because he knows that it just doesn't... Who is he, Paul Bunyan? Yeah. What do you mean, too tired? What do you got to do? You got to you got to take your pants off. They're they're you know he can just lay there and I just wake him up you know. Sure. Because I get home from work at at this time of the night, and you know sometimes I can get it and sometimes I can't you know. But anyway, my my main question is I know my husband must have a problem if he doesn't want sex every night, right? No, but, no, he's 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 he works hard. But go ahead. How, right. how old is he? So, uh, pardon me. How old is he? He's the same age, thirty one. Uh. And anyway, um, I have multiple orgasms, and um, usually to achieve the first one, it's no problem. Um, But to achieve the second one and third one, and occasionally the first one, I imagine my husband with another woman, or me with another woman, or me with another man. And I'm wondering if people do that. Don, Mm -hmm. as long as you're doing all the different scenarios, Mm -hmm. could you picture me with a woman? It depends on who the woman it's, is. It's a stretch. It makes me. 
right? Oh, Drew getting into the act. Right? No, no, no. And two men together, I just can't handle that. Two women together, yes, but good. Not handle. Now, what, what, is, what is your question? So, uh, do you think that is quote abnormal, or do you think that that's no. how people do it? That's how people achieve. It's normal, but you got to remember, it's also a sign that you're sort of having to reach to stay. You know, stay no. Let me, in the relationship. Look. I mean, the, she's started out by complaining that the relationship wasn't what she wanted it to be, and so you're sort of filling in the gaps by fantasizing. Yeah, right. I let, think, l- let me. All right, yeah. you go. You I'll go. explain. I'll explain the progression. All right, for me. Okay. Yeah. Because it works the same with the man. I mean, man has to work. All right. Okay. First one. Mm-hmm. You just you know face value. First okay. one. Pick, what? First orgasm. It's it's what whoever you're with. Whatever you're doing. Okay. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, that is if I'm with a woman. Right. I mean, not alone. And not a dog or whatever. Right. Second one, now I'm into the Rolodex. You know what I mean? The mental Rolodex I'm filing through. I'm making little bits and pieces like a like a collage, you know? little bit of what I'm doing here, but then a little bit of something, a little bit of someone like I sat behind in eighth grade and looked over his shoulder. little, you know, once in a while, like a grandparent will get naked and go running through it. They'll be like, ah! But you keep moving on. Am I right, Drew? By the third one, oh, it's like uh, Billy Barty's in a clown outfit, and he's got a wooden spoon up my ass. You really have to start stretching. That's what I'm saying. It's not It's not wrong. Okay, and, and like for me now, like I said, we've been married for 12 years. I think that in order to be married for, say, another 12 years, that... Because I do that, I mean, I can have thoughts of other men, and, and yes, yes, that's, and that's I, fine. But I think doesn't mean I'm going to do uh, it with correct, man. and you no. don't need to feel guilty about it or shamed. But you need to understand that it isn't. You are not as fulfilled in your physical relationship as you would like to be, and you need to communicate that to your husband. You started out by telling us that <sighs> she's yeah. on her third orgasm. No, though, but, well, no, sometimes no. I have to on my first though. She just uh, look. She's just okay. not. She's not. All right, you know. where she wants All to right. be. All right, look, you called for a reason. Uh-huh. You're making it sound a little better than your situation actually is. This guy needs to, he's, he's a little tired, he's a little lazy, right? Mm-hmm. He needs a little spark. Mm-hmm. You're both 31. You're hitting your prime. He's on it. He's going down the dark side of the mountain. And you need to, you need to kickstart him a little. Uh-huh. That's all. Get a little piece of lingerie, get him, you know, make him a martini, whatever it is. Talk to him a little. God forbid you should have to talk. But, I mean, you know, he just needs a little kickstart. It doesn't sound like he's too far out of line. Mm-hmm. But, you need, you know, he's like a dog. He's, he's starting to sniff the other dog's bite. you gotta, you got to choke the chain before he starts humping the other dog. Do, do you think that other women or men do the same thing, think about other people, but they just... Everyone thinks it. about everybody. They, they wouldn't admit it, though, correct? I mean, most people don't admit it. No, they, I think they would if you asked them. But listen, Don, uh-huh. you, you're asking. You you have questions that can't be answered. Uh-huh. Get him in line a little bit. He's drifting. He's drifting okay. from the flock. Take your little bo peep hook and pull him back into the flock. That's all. Uh, all right. Get him going. Yes. Get him going. Yes. Yes. Okay. Don't okay. be afraid to assert your needs. Right. Boy, does Anne got a puss on tonight? Look at her. She's I know. I noticed that. Look. She's going. Ugh. Uh, it's like she's in a dentist chair over there. What's no, going she on? No, bugging me, though. Oh, okay. She's so worried about everybody else. Adam wasn't bugging you? 
Well, yeah, that's right. a given. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I swear there's going to be someone under that thing just like performing surgery on your kneecaps or something. You see that look, Drew? No, I didn't notice. I thought it was just that she, the, the, these, these barbs no. and flame don't bother her. You know anymore. what I'm going to do? I'm just going to tape. I'm going to get like a whole like happy gallery and just tape it on that that window. There's just nothing more disconcerting than looking through that window and seeing all the miserable people staring at me. Rick! Hi. You're on Loveline. Oh, how you doing, Adam? How you doing, Drew? Hey, Rick. Hey, um, many years ago, around 1983, um, me and my wife, when we got married, uh, in the state of California requires a blood test. In order Used to. to. Attain a marriage life? Used to. Yeah. Uh, well, at that time I was unemployed and she was working and we went to the, we were, you know, advised to go to a free clinic. Mm-hmm. And we went to the free clinic, got a blood test. And two days later we come back and, and, uh, we grab it and in our excitement, you know, we just take it with us without looking at it. And we we're driving down the road about five miles later and there's a couple questions on it that the, uh, person that did the test had to answer apparently well the first question was uh did the couple test positive for hiv and he checks the yet the no box the no box we didn't test positive right and the second question was did the uh applicants uh engage in premarital sex what yeah no it was that was in the that was the second question. No, no, that was the horoscope thing your girlfriend got from the supermarket. <laughs> that was on that was on the uh, the blood the uh, yeah on it. We have to take this thing. No, Rick, over to I have the, filled uh, out I have filled out hundreds of those. And and, and we had to take and, it over to and, the Rick. And there is no question like that on there. We had to take it to the Rick. Hey, Rick. Yeah. I said I filled out hundreds of hundreds of those those forms. This is a little about like a five by seven little square, a little rectangular form, right? Uh, no, it was more like a four and three quarter by a six <laughs> and a strong seven eighths. No, it was a half of an eight by eleven, whatever that is. Yeah, it was something like that. All right, All right Rick, Th- what that, is... that question I filled out hundreds of those, and that question is not on that form. I don't know what you read or who read it to you, but that is not it on that was, form. It was like. It was like uh, pre-printed on there. It's on not the in that form, Rick. Oh, what do you want to know? Well, how can they determine on a blood test? They can't. They can't. The There's no test, way of they, 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 what they used to require is a VDRL, which is a test for syphilis, a screen for rubella for the woman, and then you add the option of doing the HIV test. That is it. That's what the form says. That's it. Oh, all right. I, all right. I read that, and I thought, wow. I don't know what you read, but the car, you, I don't know. Maybe it was the movement of the car. I, I really, it's I, just not in that form. I think it was the movement of your brain or possibly even your bowels, Rick. You okay? <laughs> yeah. Can right. you sleep now? Yeah, that's cool. I just wondered what, you know, how how they came to this. They don't. They didn't, Rick. You came to it. Nobody but you. Now, Now, stop coming to your bottle and go be good to your wife. All right? Thank you, guys. All right. You know, I heard in the news, and I'm not going to get the country right, but there is a certain country, and it's one of these sort of what we would consider a backward nation, Mm -hmm. that requires of its female enlistees for the Army that they be virgins. Wow. And that they be checked out. For a hymen. By a female doctor. In order to to uh, apply, hmm. 
Can you imagine that in this day? I I, uh, I uh, talked to somebody who who knew a doctor who was trained in the Middle East. You know, they've got very strict standards about how women are to behave. And the, in the medical school, they are taught that sexual activity tends to, in other words, you're only allowed, in, in, in a lifetime, you're only given a certain amount of sexual activity, and you, you'll use it up. Then you die? And, and, no, and then so, you just, huh. you know, in, so in like reality. George Burns didn't get laid for the last 57 years, or? I mean, it, it was, it's, it's, it's not the truth. I mean, the fact is that, that, that it's not that way. But really? But it's taught that way in medical school. Because I've been storing my sexual activity like a chipmunk storing nuts for the winter. Yeah, it's, they, they're encouraged to store it within their body, not outside of their body. Okay. I, I don't know, but I just wanted to work the word nuts into the sexual activity thing. Well, I could just see the Army's hymen check. <laughs> Where are we going? We're just completely... You grunt sucking that hymen. All right, we're going to take a call. What call do yeah. you want to take, Drew? I know this has been a real roller coaster ride two. for you. Yeah, too. Okay. Kenny. Yes. Hello. Hello. How you doing? You're on Loveline. Um, I got a problem. Um, I got a girlfriend in another state. Well, I have an ex-girlfriend, sorry. And uh, she, well, her and her brother, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not up there. She's in Ohio. And... Uh, Supposedly, there's some sort of rumors going around there, like I'm coming up there and starting a whole bunch of trouble. And um, she has my son up there, okay? Your son with her? Yes. And she was a girlfriend? Yes. And she has a boyfriend now? No. She has a brother? A brother. Yes, her brother. And I'm guessing we're going to work in the part where the brother is going to kick your ass. No. No. Well, that's too bad. The dad. <laughs> um, um, but... uh. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, there was a, a story going around up there that uh, I had come up there on a Monday and gotten her brother out of school early and was driving around with him all over, like, uh, the town up there. And I had uh, um, went to this hotel, and we got, supposedly, we got uh, arrested by the police and all of this. Kenny, how can we help you? How can you help me? I'm trying to figure out a way to... Um, you know, get in touch with her and you know let her know what's going on because I mean this is I mean it's bull. Do you have her phone number? Yes, I do. And but call she, her. I did call her. Do you have an address? Yes. Writer. All right. I've had enough of uh, Kenny and his tomfoolery. He needs he needs to talk to her somewhere or another. I mean, what do you mean rumor going around the town that yeah, he went joyriding? What the yeah. hell is he talking about? I think you should just take an ad in a local paper, apologize to the town, and get the key back. And we'll be back. Loveline will be right back! The good news here is that you can improve mental performance. You can use the science of neuroplasticity, which is what Lumosity does. It offers games designed to improve your brain's performance. Customize it to meet your specific goals, become sharper, more focused, potentially have better memory. I've been playing the games at Lumosity for a while. They are fun, quick, and I see a little difference. Lumosity has 50 million people playing these games. 
It's easy to set up. You can play from anywhere, from your computer, your iPad, or your iPhone with the Lumosity app. Don't forget your brain. It's important to keep that in shape, too. So go to Lumosity.com, click the Start Training button, then start playing your first game. That is Lumosity.com, and tell them you heard it from me, Dr. Drew. This is Pamela Siegel, and I urge you to listen every night to the best show on the radio, Love Line, with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Oh, <laughs> you know, we, we went from the frying pan to the fire here, Doc. We're back here on Love Line. I did, Anne just handed me a very disturbing letter from uh, a listener in Kentucky. Uh, dear Adam, you say so many stupid things on Love Line, it's hard to separate them all. You've insulted the state of Kentucky quite a few times, which just proves your limited intelligence. <clears throat> Actually, the fact that I'm doing radio, I think, proves my limited intelligence. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, Drew? You've heard the radio before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drew's eating, and that proves his limited intelligence. Uh, anyway, it just goes on to basically uh, bash me. And, uh, oh, <laughs> not only are you dateless and desperate, but a moron as well. So, anyway, I'm taking a beating here, but she goes on to list some prominent people from Kentucky. Uh, of course, there's the obvious, the uh, Abraham Lincolns, uh, Zachary Taylor, some other presidents. But did you know that William Shatner was from Kentucky? Important information. Yeah, here, here's what I have to say about that. These people all hightailed it the hell out of there as fast as they could. You don't hear... Shatner wearing his Kentucky. You don't see him wearing his Kentucky Wildcats jersey or talking about right. Kentucky. Even Abe Lincoln lived there till he was about three. Abe, yeah, Abe, Abe, yeah, Abe was smart enough at three to, to know it was time to go to the land of Lincoln. Where the hell was that? Illinois. <laughs> Illinois, thank you. Uh, the judge. I actually went to Indiana, I think, before he went to Illinois. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus and, uh, of course, the Doublemint Twins. Very important, very impressive. Yeah, so it, it's, it reads like a who's who. Of dignitaries. All the smarties got the hell out of there. All right, listen, I have nothing against Kentucky. I just want to love people. Karen? Yeah? Can I love you? Hi. Hi. Um, is this Dr. Drew and Adam? Right. Okay, I have this problem. Well, I'm not sure it's a problem. It's a decision I have to make. Um, I've been growing out with this guy for two years now, and... I don't know if I want to break up with him or not, <laughs> but I've been seeing this other guy for three months. In addition to your boyfriend? Uh-huh. Without your boyfriend's knowledge? Right. You've you, been supplementing your relationship. Well, you, exactly, because... Karen? Yeah. You, you want to break up with your boyfriend? Well, exactly. All right. You need just have to get the nerve up to do it and recognize that it's a risk and you might be without somebody. You might lose something as a result, but clearly you don't want to be in that relationship. Well, yeah. I mean, your behavior, well, uh, whatever. I mean, your, your behavior speaks speaks volumes. And let me explain something uh-huh. to Drew and the listeners. Thank you, Adam. A relationship is not like a car. Mm-hmm. Meaning a car. And you, you know a lot about cars, at least. I do. A car is you drive that old car right. until you get a new one because mm-hmm. you need the car for transportation. Things leaking oil. You don't overlap though. It smells. You don't buy a new one and then keep driving both. Well, actually, yeah, but- you could if you could afford the insurance. But what I'm saying is, is if it's it's not like that. If the guy's no good, or if you don't like the guy, or if the thing's over, then cut him loose. But it's not that clear. People don't aren't 
you know, when you've been with somebody for a long time, it's sometimes difficult it's to sort out your feelings. Right. But your behavior and and you know the way the way you're carrying on actions speak louder than right. words. Right, well, tells see, us how you really feel. There's another problem with this guy I'm seeing too. <laughs> um, the new guy or the old guy? The new guy. Yeah, and that's really. But the problem is not that he, the new guy is the problem. Right. The old boyfriend relationship needs to end. And you can go out and date and meet new people and find out a new find a new person for you and find out who you are in relationships and whatnot. But you need so, to end that other relationship. What is first. the problem with the new guy? The new one, don't jump ship onto another one. It's too late. She's I already know. banging the skipper. Go ahead. That's the problem. <laughs> See, he's seventeen and I'm twenty. Oh, for Christ's sake! <laughs> when will it end, Drew? Haven't we healed enough people? Can't they just tell the other people what we've told them? We'll see. I'm trying to figure out if this is just a rebound because I work with him and <laughs> yeah, you know, this is a, this sounds is, like this yeah. is the healthiest of all health. Okay. I'm going to give you the etch a sketch, Karen. Okay. Mike, do we have the etch a sketch? <laughs> Mike just told me to f off. He's had it up the air with <laughs> he, me. Yeah, he has. I am going to shake you like the proverbial etch a sketch, and we are going to start new. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> there it is. Ah, there it is. A clean slate. Thanks. <laughs> don't don't get involved with this too too deeply. With the guy you work with is right. three years younger and, than you. And don't get sucked back into your old boyfriend relationship. You need to terminate that. All right. Scared. All right. Of course it's scary, but you need to you need to get on. You need to grow up. You need to find out what what it is you actually do want out of relationships. And there's nothing wrong with taking a little time off. Right. Oh, oh, and she should not have another relationship right away. She needs to go out and meet people and figure out what she wants. But there is, and I don't want to get too heady, but there's a period when you end a relationship, there's a grieving period. Mm -hmm. Meaning when you end a relationship, especially if it's a long-term one, but any relationship that you're deeply involved with emotionally, mm -hmm. when the relationship ends, that is the period in life when you learn the most, uh -huh. when you reflect when you think about what you could have done differently and what they could have done differently, when you take certain responsibilities for certain acts that you had in the relationship, this that... Is, this is obviously a big focus of your therapy. Drew, do you have to call my crap out right in the middle of a whole cathartic speech here? Just eat your crackers and let me finish. All right. That is the period when you really, when it's accelerated. Right. Am I right? That's right. You could you could not learn. It's also, when you make the worst choices too, because you don't right. want to feel those but things, you, see those. Things. What I'm saying is that you could be on autopilot, just reacting to the other person's neuroses, and not learn a thing in two years of relationship. Right. But the two months after it, when you right. sit and reflect a little bit, right. is when you'll do have some growth. Or if you are afraid of those feelings, you'll jump right into the same dysfunctional relationship. Right, and when you do do that, you rob yourself of that mm -hmm. essential experience. Oh, we should cart that up. I actually sounded like a human there. John, no, no, right. come on, I did. No. Yeah. You get nervous when I start sounding human, don't you? Yeah. John? Hello. John? This is my question. Yes. Um, I've got a problem with my roommate. Um, his name's Jason. He um, He's always coming to me for advice uh, about getting laid. He hasn't been laid for just about a year now. And um, How old are you? I'm 30. How old is he? He's 21. And I think he's coming to me because of my age. Right. Um, maybe he thinks I have more experience in this field, which, for my age, I probably lack in that field. Um, I don't have a sexual prowess or anything, but um, I get my share of, of girls. 
Oh, yeah. So, uh, do you oh, there's no any... doubt about that, John. <laughs> do you have any advice that I can give him? I mean, he's always coming to me, uh, you know, about getting laid. Uh, he works in a major department store in Sacramento, California, and um, he should be getting plenty of women. I mean, oh yeah, those counter guys have to fight it off with a stick. <laughs> I know. I mean, uh, especially with that smooth attitude. I don't know what to in the say. blazer. Oh, in the name. No, no, tag? but I mean, I, I mean, John, he's not going to get anything if he doesn't begin to concern himself with other people. And having relationships, he may and looking want at people as people and not some oh, kind of object. But a lot I mean, of guys don't know how to identify with other guys. So when they say get laid, they mean get a girlfriend because it's, it's, there's a certain bravado surrounding that. All right, you yeah, see that? Hey, that. we're on board. Yes, I think I'm earning Drew's respect tonight. <laughs> no, <laughs> John. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> What's he calling us for about Jason? Let Jason call us. Jason, all right, and have, and have Jason. And it's not a real problem either. He needs to meet more people, genuinely meet people through his friends and have, you know, sort of real contact with people rather than. Just hold your head up, get out there, and just just chop away. That's, I mean, that's all you can do is work at it. you got, you be like a little hamster on a wheel. That's all. Just keep running on that stupid thing. It's not going anywhere. John? Yes. Hey, Adam. Drew? Hey. hey John? Um, okay, I have a problem. I met a girl. It's only been about a month ago, and uh, I'm 24, and she's 35. But I'm I'm completely crazy about her. She's really hot and everything. And uh, I don't know, we've been... She was married for 11 years up until about a year ago. And I don't know... We have a really good relationship. We talk a lot, and we have a great sex life. It, I mean, she's always uh, multiple orgasms, you know, the whole thing. Oh, let me tell you about them divorcees, John. What's that? Those divorcees. There's something else. <laughs> she's well, in her prime. I don't know, though. I don't know. <clears throat> now, listen, John. She's in her prime sexually, and she's... Probably was with a guy who basically, if I know guys and I know divorces, who for about the last four or five years has not been paying her too much attention sexually. So, obviously, when some young buck full of piss and vinegar like yourself comes into the picture, all revved up and raring to go, chomping at the bit, you're going to have great sex. Right. What's well, your question, John? The thing is, though, it, it doesn't... It doesn't seem like she's very excited. She doesn't uh, initiate the sexual activity. I mean, she likes it, everything. She says that it's um, it's work and she's really busy and things like that. Well, there, there are I, other, other things. I mean, people have, look, people have sort of innate sexual desire levels that differ from one to the other. And two, many women are ne don't ever learn how to initiate. They're embarrassed by it. They feel ashamed of that, and they and they aren't willing to do it, and they feel disappointed if you don't initiate it. Yeah, and although she's not Betsy Ross, she is from a little different generation. Uh -huh. I mean, she's and th and that's sort of typical of of her generation. Ten years older, and things were a little bit different. Women were a little more demure. They were taught to, you know, sort of. Let the guy initiate there's things. There's something wrong with them. They're a slot or something. If, yeah, if there they're... wasn't all these goddamn Revlon commercials and stuff that showed women dragging men in a chokehold into the bedroom and stuff. 
It was a different situation. And that has nothing necessarily to do with how she feels about you or what her degree of involvement is with the relationship. It's just her orientation. It's not You're not going to change it, likely. Well, I guess the thing I'm worried about, though, is that um, she had a really obsessive relationship with this past husband. And I'm afraid that maybe still got some attachment to him. I mean, this should, I think that this should be like the most exciting time of our relationship. Do you talk to her about that? Um, I haven't said that. You ought to talk to her about that. Can you understand that would be normal, ex- understandable, living your marriage? I get, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that I treat her a lot. It'd be like you shacking up with someone when you were 13, John, and just getting divorced tomorrow. Being with them every day since then. Yeah. That's a lot. Give her a little time. Okay. Take it easy on yourself. Don't right. put so much pressure on the relationship or her. All right? All right, thanks. All right. Isn't it great when people go, oh, no, sex is great. Sex is great. Fantastic sex, multiple orgasms. But here's the problem. We're having trouble in the bedroom. <laughs> and we'll be back. Love line. Call Love Line. 1-800-LOVE-191. That's 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Love Line will be right back. Tomorrow night, we have Love and Rockets joining us in the studio, so we will look forward to that. Until then, I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew, and we're not going anywhere. Yes. Drew, give me a look. <laughs> until then, uh, <laughs> see you later. Yeah, I know. I, I guess until then always sounds like you're signing off. Let me give the phone number. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. for the fax number, 854-4455. And it's back to the phones. We go. Mike. Hey, um, what's up? Hey, you're on Loveline. Yeah, um, this uh, this question is for um, Dr. Drew, but, you know, Adam, you could bring in your little... Crazy it's all right. He doesn't have to. <laughs> Mike, what's up? Um, well, I've been smoking pot for like three years. Wonderful. No, sorry. And um, my t- I've been noticing that my testicles are getting, like, smaller. Yeah. And is that because of the pot or... Let me ask you another kind of peculiar question. Have you noticed any breast enlargement? No. Um, Are there any tender little lumps sort of under the nipple? Mm, no, they seem regular to me. Okay. How about your mom? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Come on, come on. They're pretty. Uh, the reason I ask that is that is that there it is well described that uh, smoking pot, particularly in young teenagers, uh-huh. can cause breast enlargement. And it does that by increasing circulating levels of estrogen. Isn't that just a myth or something? No? That is no myth. Believe oh. me, that is no myth. And, and uh, it can decrease, uh, theoretically, I guess it could decrease testicular size and function. I mean, I would cons- be concerned. Because before that they used to just, like, hang, and now they're just, like... Well, like, you know what part of the thing is, though? Uh-huh. You may need to ream out your bong, because if you suck too hard, your testes will go up into your abdomen. <laughs> that could be it. Am I right, Drew? Nope. All right, what about this? What about this? What? Wait a minute. Uh, I-, I have a very important question. Women, you say it it it, uh, it, doesn't, it increases it doesn't do the that hormone in men. Yeah, what's it do to women? Does doesn't, it make them more of a woman? No, they don't look like Jane Mansfield no. after a couple of kilos of pot. No. And then um, I've been like trying to quit for like the past two months. It's gonna be you very know, hard for you. 
I'm trying to like look for a job now, and they like everyone's like asking for a drug test and all. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it's like everybody's been telling me that I've been like kind of depressed right? when I talk to my friends. Like, yeah. Well, that's what marijuana, the marijuana, the marijuana dependency syndrome, which believe me exists, uh, develops in people who have a biological background of alcoholism. Who the first time they really get high on pot just think it's the greatest thing. And yeah. you begin preoccupying with that drug from that day forward. You will use it every day. And, I'm, and in, as the years go on, you will get increasingly depressed, irritable. Uh, you'll have difficulty with concentration, memory problems, this sort of thing. And, and I mean, most people usually then switch over to something else, most typically speed. Well, I'm trying to like... Go to cigarettes now. You're great. And but the point is, Mike, you're trying to go to something else. And that's what I'm telling you about the marijuana dependency Mike. syndrome. You know, people don't give up pot and get on with their life unless they get involved in some kind of recovery program. What they do is they give up pot and switch to something else. Mike, who, like who's your doctor, by the way? My doctor? We have to run this guy right out of the AMA. But I'm not trying to, like, smoke, like, a pack of cigarettes. I'm, like, one or two whenever I feel like smoking a joint. All right. I just smoke, like, a cigarette. And... Listen, Mike. Yeah. The cigarette thing is going to escalate. Nicotine is probably more addicting than the marijuana is. In many ways, it is. I should just smoke like one joint a week or something. Listen, it won't stay listen. like that, Mike. You won't. Yeah. It's not physically, not biologically possible for you to maintain it that way. Here, Here's something that I would say to try to help Mike along. Mm. This seems to work with a lot of things. Uh -oh. And I know it sounds stupid. No, no, this is good. Exercise. Right. You see... When you exercise, somehow it 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 it, obviously, it makes you feel better. Right. But it sort of it just works. Like I mean, if you're masturbating too much, exercise. If you're yeah. obsessing on your girlfriend too much, exercise. Yeah, if you're yeah. drinking too much, exercise. Right, 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 exercise. Right, 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 exercise. 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 Right. It just purges you. You yes. feel better. Tires you out. Right. And you go home and you go to sleep instead of sitting up and, snacking and, and watching TV. And, and if if this guy were two months into his marijuana dependency, that it might really actually work. But uh, the horse is pretty much out of the barn here. And uh, the bong is out of the barn. There it goes. And Mike, if I if I just like I want to stop. Mike, call marijuana MA, marijuana anonymous. That's really the the way you're going to stop. Otherwise, the statistics are you're going to either continue that or go on to something else. You know what happens over at MA when the phone rings? What? Bunch of long haired sitting around. You get it, dude. I can't cope right now. I got it last Hey, time. good news is a lot of that kind of behavior tends to improve after you've been off for a while. So, Oh, really? Yeah, it does tend to get better. Oh, not, okay. not not all the way back to normal, but it gets better. Right. I mean, we can hear the people yeah. in their patterns, uh, in their energy, in their laugh. smoking too much pot, yeah. in their laugh. But yeah. that, that's okay. But, I mean, they call in, and it's like you want to you kick them like a jukebox. Yeah. You know, you want to go, come on, let's go. Let's yeah. get on with it. Yeah. And it, and it just permeates their life. Mm. Nothing wrong with anything once in a while. No. It's just it, when you make a career out of stuff, right. whatever it is, right. even if it's exercise, right. when you do something too much, it screws up your life. Mm -hmm. That's why I try to do as little of everything <laughs> <laughs> as possible. You do too little, it screws up your life, too. Shannon. Oh, don't hand me that, you pompous ass. I just wanted to say that. Shannon. Hey, you're on Loveline. How you guys doing? Good. Shannon? I have a problem. Yeah, what's up? I'm not stoned. <laughs> Good. Um, my husband is going to be 37, and I'm 20. Uh-huh. And we have a really awful sex life. You guys have been married for 15 years? No, we've only been married for five. Do you have kids? We have two. That's a little numerical comedy, by the way, Shannon. Is that... <laughs> is that uh, uh, <laughs> 
what uh, gets in the way? I the kids? So. The it, kids. It, w- wait a minute. You got married when you were 15? It, well, yeah. Where are you from? Huh? Kentucky? No, I'm not from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Double Mint twins are from Kentucky, so let's have a little reverence in our... Wait, wait. You got married when you were 15 and your husband was 32? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, is that healthy. Well, we have a good relationship. We've always had a good relationship. That's right. Good. That's good. Yeah, well, what's the problem now? There's no sex. Just none at all? Well, little. How come? I don't know if he's uninterested in me anymore or... What does he say when you ask him? Well, I don't ask. <laughs> well, when you beg. But. Uh, well, I don't beg. I just... Why don't you I ask? I was kidding. Shannon. Why don't you ask? How do I ask? What do I say? Well, Drew, come on. Why don't we screw? Look, she's young. She's from Kentucky. Their ways are different there. Can we talk to this guy? Well, he's at home right now. Yeah, so can we talk to him? No, I'm not at home. I'm at work. Oh, okay. Is he asleep? Well, I don't know. We don't have a phone. Well, you are from Kentucky. No, we're not from Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, you don't have a phone? No. That could be part of the problem. No. Because let me tell you, if I didn't have a phone, I would never get past that. I would be obsessing so much on, on the fact that I didn't have a phone that I couldn't achieve an erection. Well, there's a phone booth. I mean, we can use the phone booth. Does he have to climb up the pole like uh, <laughs> like he did on the Green Acres to talk to Ab? <laughs> no, no. Now, let me ask you a few questions, Shannon. <laughs> Do you drive a car to work? Or you take a tractor. <laughs> I ride a cow. <laughs> Are you feuding with any neighbors? Uh, just the McCoys. Okay, very good. Now, do you use a belt to hold your pants up, or just a rope? Just a rope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's fun at the listeners' expense night here at Love Line. All right. You guys are on a different biological clock. Well, obviously. He is winding down, and you just got yourself a new NICAD battery. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That is the risk that you run. Marrying an old man, man, yes. He's not old. Sure. (laughs) Does he use words like consarnet? Do I what? Does he drink his uh, cider out of a jug? Does he count the washboard as a musical instrument? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Did he cry when Minnie Pearl died? I don't think so. Okay. All right. You realize I have to ask. All right. So you want to know what you can do? Yeah, I've, I'm. Tr- we've tried. Ev- I've tried everything. All right, you really? You haven't talked to him. Well, no. I just... Shannon, that, that is that is where you start. That is where you start. Well, Find out what's up. No, no. You start with the negligee. No, no. You start, you start with, with you start the martinis with... and the back well, rubs, no. and you finish with the talk. Started with the pornos. Oh, really? And we digressed. <laughs> so it's problem. I start with the porno, and I finish about halfway into it. <laughs> we even got an all-nighter, and it didn't work. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's actually having physical problems. I mean, do I have to beat him or something? Is yeah. He... Yeah, that's right. He's having he's having erectile difficulty and you should you should beat him. Is that is that he's actually having a physical problem now? It's not just that he's not interested or too tired. Is he's actually a problem achieving erection that sort of thing? Well, what can I do to help him? I'm asking it's is that, not is that working? the issue? Is what working? Does his penis work? Well, yeah, it works. Could you put it on the phone? Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, listen. 
Shannon. He has a medical problem. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. It's not. It's not that we don't ever have sex. We have sex, and when we have it, occasionally, it's good sex. Just you know, since the kids, it's just kind of like yeah, you know. All right. This is like on the last of his list. Shannon, we got 20 seconds. He can achieve an erection, correct? Yes. Okay. Then you must talk to him. You must explain to him your needs. You must explain to him that it's not a novel need. It's an important need. And just because it's sex doesn't mean you can't talk about it and doesn't mean it's funny. I want you to approach it seriously like any other topic. Sit him down and talk to him and make him understand how important it is, okay? Because it is important, and you should you should feel free to talk to him about it. And if it is the scheduling with the kids and whatnot, work that out. And then get a goddamn phone. Hello. Call Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline will be right back. got two minutes. Did anyone get a quick call? No, no, no. No? No. All right. Why don't you leave? Uh, leave. Why don't you read? Right, that's right. a Freudian slip. Why don't you read the uh, address and, and, and sell it, Drew? No, I'm going to read it. Oh, P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078, and email LUV191 on AOL. No, that was fantastic. Was beautiful. Yes. Uh, As was this show. Tomorrow night. Love and Fun Rockets. show, but a strange show. Tomorrow night, Love and Rockets will be in here. Um, we want to thank James. Don't call me Jimmy. I think we should call him whatever the hell we want, by the way. Comes in here once Pumps a week. Yeah. He's a uh, young little greaser. He's a punk. He's over there trying to make time with Sherry as we speak. I want to thank Sherry, the lovely, vivacious, and talented phone screener who really uh, earns her money here. I want to thank the lovely Ann. Big Ann show tonight. She's working all of a sudden. She's like logging things and doing stuff, I think, because we have some people from a radio station here. I want to thank Mike, because Mike Mike was like an old quarterback. He was like Sonny Jurgensen. We thought he was over the hill. He left. It was kind of a good riddance thing. George Blanda. Like George Blanda, but man, he came back firing on all cylinders tonight. Took a took a shot of Novocaine in the knee, and he's a team player. Really on top of the game tonight, Mike. God bless you. I want to thank Dr. Drew for putting up with my little tirades tonight. I want to thank my parents for having sex so that I could be born, so that I could thank Dr. Drew, thank them, and thank myself. <laughs> and we'll talk to all of yous. Tomorrow night on Love Live. If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself. So that's it then. The opinions expressed on Love Line by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. Happy, happy, happy. happy. Hey everybody, Giovanni here again for another Superfan Synopsis. This one's for Classic Love Line, episode 117. 
Originally aired March 11th, 1996, Monday night. No guest on this episode. It's the origin of the delayed gratification topic between Adam and Dr. Drew. Uh, Adam reads a hate facts aimed at him uh, at the behest of producer Anne, as you just heard. Adam opened the show talking about the return of Enger Mike, uh, freshly back from his sex weekend with uh, the long-haul trucker lady friend. And Adam talks about a woman he observed sitting at the stoplight next to him, which spurred his idea about happiness, uh, which is something to this day on the modern-day Adam Carolla Show podcast, as well as the Adam and Drew Show. They explore these topics of happiness versus satisfaction, and it's really interesting to see how far back they actually originate. These are 17-year-old topics they're still exploring, still discussing. This is straight up out of the grit and uh, satisfaction rants from uh, Adam and Drew Show episodes 70 and beyond. Adam and Drew stressed the importance of therapy and action combined. And then Adam had an interesting moment in the show where he talked about putting women on pedestals and how it's detrimental to young men trying to date them. They seemed to be hinting at his feelings for Beth Ringwald back in the day, which is a whole other story. Another classic no-guess show. Uh, this is exactly what we've been waiting for. Audio quality solid. Lots of good comedy between Adam and Drew. Some uh, on- and off-air tirades. And Adam thanks his parents for having sex. As per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is, was advised. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Podcast One. On Facebook, Podcast One there as well. And PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. We have an app available as well for Android and iOS devices. Get it on and mahalo.